0: Bring me, you're tired, you're stressed, you're overwhelmed and anxious, yearning for some joy in life. It's time to go out and play. Welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Kara Stewart Fortier. This week, you'll be hearing from Mary Catanzaro, founder of Pogo Events in New York City, who's now bringing people together virtually to enjoy board games, scavenger hunts, name that tune, bingo, all kinds of things. You'll also hear from Stacey Newman-Weldon of Adventure Wednesdays. She'll be sharing tip number two for how to develop your adventure mindset. ABC, always be curious. But first, so how are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, it's been a rough week. It's, it's been the kind of week that, I don't know, I just have had a really hard time. I feel like I'm like a day behind from where I wanted to be publishing this particular episode. It just felt weird putting together a podcast episode about play. Um, We just surpassed 100,000 cases. And on top of that, I mean, it was already a nightmare to read the news, but then something happened that I just, just could not wrap my head around. I still just, when I see it in the headlines, it still feels like I'm seeing it for the first time. The murder of George Floyd, the broad daylight murder of this man. I mean, what kind of <laughs> world are we living in? You know, what's going on? I, I just couldn't even sleep the last couple of nights just thinking about it. And my husband and I have been watching this show together that I'm really loving. and. And this also was this week as we were approaching 100,000 deaths. And at the end of one of the episodes, my favorite character died. That's why I'm not telling you what the show is because it might be a spoiler. Um, I mean, you know those characters, the one that you just completely relate to. And we've all been very emotionally raw, but I just lost it. I just completely melted down. Like during his funeral on the show or his memorial I lost it. I cried and cried. Um, Then I went to bed and I woke up in the morning and I cried again. I thought about it. I thought about it and I cried. I couldn't help but think about it because the song they played at the memorial in this fictional TV show episode was stuck in my head and it's been there for days. And if I ever let myself just stop for a moment and allow myself to think about that show, I just well up every time. And I know It's a fictional TV character. It wasn't a real person, you know, of course, but the grief was something really real. And I think it was coming from somewhere very real because that undefined number, 100,000, you know, the New York Times, they could only fit a fraction of all those names on the front page of their paper this week. But we don't cry over numbers. Um, But sometimes something will translate the numbers into a real human story and it suddenly feels very close and very, very real. And I think for me, I was putting up a block when I watch, when I listen, when I read, when I watch the news, um, because it's just too hard to hear everything. It doesn't go into my heart. Um, But because this show was in my heart, I loved it. It's a beautiful story. It broke my heart open and brought all of that stuff that had been going into my brain, into my heart. And it's hard right now. We're all really struggling sorry, with that right now. Um, so I want to remind us last week's episode with Reverend Maggie, that it's really a good thing to let those emotions out. She reminded us that to grieve the loss of someone is to honor them. Um, and she talked about grieving the loss of her husband um, eight years ago. And I also want to say that to grieve our own losses, um, even if it's, things that we're processing in the news and in our own lives and our jobs and, and whether or not we can pay rent to grieve our own losses is also to honor ourselves. Um, so it's important to let ourselves have those emotions. Of course, I thought I was going crazy, maybe I'm PMSing, but the timing was all off. No, those were real emotions. And yes, it opened up from a silly TV show, but yeah. It was real. So in the middle of all of this, when I asked myself, how can I put on a podcast about play? I remembered what I did that weird morning when I woke up crying again over the TV character, um, who shall not be named. I climbed up this little stepladder where I keep my new herb garden up on the top of a bookcase in front of a window. And I've worked so hard on this little herb garden. Like it's literally been just this huge thing to me. And I just just looking at it soothes me. I have no idea what, I've never done this before. I've never grown anything from a seed before in my life, but it's right in front of that window. I just sit there and I look at the seeds and I watch them grow and there's a jacaranda tree right out the window, which they're all over LA, but I think they're the most beautiful tree in the world. And my little gardening project, I mean, it was something I tried out as an adventure. It was something to branch out, to give me something to, to care about during this lockdown because um, I'm all about play, right? I wanted to try something new. Um, I learned that from Stacy from Adventure Wednesdays, who you'll hear from today. But all that to say, I'm just so glad I have that silly herb garden. And I'm so glad I have a friend like Stacy that I can talk to. And in the middle of this strange emotional meltdown about things in the world completely outside of my control, I found my breath again, smelling these new little basil leaves, just the musk. I've never smelled that in the grocery store. It was just, it's been such a great thing, just growing these little plants. But I actually also sniffed up a little fly too, if there's all these flies, I don't know what to do. Um, so I had this fly up my nose and I went running down the ladder and I was snorting and laughing. So that didn't, all that was also kind of helpful. But anyway, just to say, play is still so important. There are people who go to refugee camps to build playgrounds for kids because no matter what you're going through, play is important. Play, you know, finding moments of joy in your life. It's still important, even now. So today we're going to hear from someone whose specialty is bringing people together to play. Um, She says that her life's mission is to bring joy to other people. Her name is Mary Catanzaro, and she's the owner of and founder of Pogo Events, based in New York City. She spends her time coordinating and planning and hosting exciting events, exploring her local Brooklyn neighborhood, and sleeping on occasion. (laughs) She loves games, books, cooking, and especially the pulse of New York City. I can't wait for that pulse to come back in full force. Here's Mary. Mary, it's so great to meet you. I'm so glad Jamie Lynn introduced us. It's great to meet you. (laughs) Awesome. Why don't you start off by telling me a little bit about yourself and Pogo Events and what you do?
1: Sure. So I started Pogo Events in 2007. Um, I was always an event planner. I worked in different um, venues around New York City, um, and Las Vegas, um, doing events. And in 2007, late 2007, I started doing um, these scavenger hunts based on the show, The Amazing Race, mm-hmm. called The Amazing New York Race. At the time, it was called The Amazing New York Race. And cool. I was doing it like part-time while I was working. It was just like a hobby. And things started getting busier. And I decided to go part-time at work. And then in 2008, I finally just quit. My job, and decided to do it full time. And wow. everyone thought I was insane. <laughs> They're like you're starting a scavenger hunt company, <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm starting a scavenger hunt company. And I was making a lot of money at the time, so it was a really like scary <laughs> prospect. But um, my uh, partner at the time was basically like, if you want to like do this, you have to do it full time. Otherwise, you're never going to like do it. You know, so. Mm-hmm. I quit my job. I jumped in with both feet. I worked like 16 hours a day um, building up the business. I finally, like in 2009, I guess, I hired my first employee um, to help me. It's 2020 now. She's still with me. Um, So it's great. She's now married and has a kid, and she still works for me when I need her. Um, And it's great because – I feel like I'm trying really hard to kind of create like a family, like with my little baby business. (laughs) That's great. So most people who work for me have been working for me since 2008
0: or nine. Wow. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's like the dream story you want to hear about from, you know, (laughs) entrepreneurs and everything. (laughs) That's awesome. So what actually, what made you want to start it when you first did it as a hobby? Like what, what drove you to do that? (laughs)
1: So I've always been a game person. I've always been into games and competition. I've always been into board games and um, any kind of game. My grandmother and I started playing cards when I was three years old and I've just like always loved games. Um, And I go to a lot of board game conventions and um, just anything that has to do with fun. I've always like loved it. I love planning events because, you know, which is what I've been doing for my career my whole life. So like Ooh. I've been throwing myself a birthday party since I'm like, you know, seven years old, like a crazy, like birthday party. <laughs> um, I just, you know, I, I know a lot of people, I connect with a lot of people and I, you know, I find that I get my joy from getting joy from other people, you know? So I get like a lot of my, which is making this, this pandemic is very difficult. Oh, <laughs> um, I bet. Yeah. i be around people. But um, you know, I still have to make a living. So mm-hmm. I, you know, decided that I would just take all of my stuff online. Yeah,
0: I, it was so exciting. I was gonna try to make it onto one last night, and I got my calendar all wrong for some reason. I put it at the an hour later.
1: It happens later. to <laughs> the uh, West Coast people all the time. I think um, we we sell tickets on Gold Star, so we get a lot of people from the West Coast, and a lot of them are like, "Oh man, I missed it. I I totally messed up the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. So don't feel bad. It's uh, like a, it's a thing." Well, I had
0: my ju- I had my bingo card printed out next to me. I was like, oh. <laughs> I missed it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for another one next week. And I love that you're doing all of these offerings. I what I'm really wanting to see is how to play a board game online. Uh um, Because you are taking everything online for now. Yes. um, And keeping the company going. Yes. Which is pretty amazing. And I think right now, we need this kind of stuff more than ever.
1: It's really interesting because there are people because of the pandemic, and because I'm selling tickets on these different sites, I'm getting people from all over the all over the the country. Wow! So. Last night, I think we had people from Virginia, from Chicago, from San Diego, you know, so it was really nice. And like some people are, you know, older, some people are younger. Um, so it's like spans everything. Like there's all kinds of all races, men, women, it's great. So it's very interesting. And so usually we start off like kind of like, you know, where are you from? And, you know, what brought you here and that kind of thing. And then so with board games, we I've tried to figure out ways to make most board games work. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I think it's really good to have a moderator and someone who's like kind of like telling people and keeping score and doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and before the pandemic, I had a game night once a month. So I've been playing, you know, games my whole life, basically, with other people. So plus my company. So games are my thing. That's <laughs> <You> awesome. <know. laughs> <laughs> so we figured out with the um like with pictionary for example all we need to do is use the whiteboard everyone has access to the whiteboard on zoom okay. And then use the chat box um, as, like, a, you know, there's, like, a way that you can send messages privately. So we'll send a message privately to the person who's drawing and send them, like, the five words that they have to draw, and then their teammates, yes. You know, <laughs> so it's it's as simple as that, you know. Um, so it's things like that. Um, some things I prepare in advance, obviously, like that. I have to, like, type all the words in and so I could cut and paste. Um, people are pretty – uh, generous and understanding when it comes to like technology now, because, you know, when you have to cut and paste into a chat box, it's a lot harder <laughs> than, yeah. you know, just, give it, just looking at a card. So people are a little bit more patient when it comes to that. Cause I'm like trying to keep up with them, but it's not always, you know, easy. Some people are really good at these games, you know? So <laughs> we do the same thing with taboo. Um, you know, I type the words in and then I copy and paste them into the to a chat box, Um, so yeah, I mean, most games can work if you have someone, um, moderating it.
0: And one of the things that makes me think of, especially during the pandemic, it's opening up new doors for people is that I have a lot of friends who love to play board games and it's not as much my thing. And so I'll do it for them kind of thing. And I can only imagine if it's the other way around, if someone loves board games and they just don't have any friends Mm -hmm. they could play with, like. You know, I think there are places opening up now where, like, there's there are little cafes that are made just for people to play board games. Oh yeah, been to
1: many. Like those. meetups, are there
0: meetups and things like that also around?
1: Oh, yeah, tons, tons, tons and tons of meetups. So that's how I met a lot of my people. So I actually started a meetup in 2007. Mm-hmm. That was a board game meetup. And I did something a little outside of the box. It was a little crazy at the time, but <laughs> I had people come to my house. Cool. Um, instead, of, instead of meeting in a cafe or a place, I would just, like, have strangers come to my house and play board games with me. Huh. Um, and I had a roommate at the time, and she was like, you know, don't worry. You know, it'll be fine. And it was fine. And, I mean, some of the people who started playing board games with me in 2007 still play board games with me, you know. So, it's great like I created a community based on that meetup
0: wow that's really great I mean especially
1: I I lived in New York are you in the city or I'm in Queens now so my story is I um I actually just got married on zoom (gasps) like two weeks ago yay Uh, (laughs) on zoom that's I'm living living with my new husband Mm -hmm. and uh Queens now. Um, but I, I spent most of my life in Brooklyn. Um, so Queens is a whole new world for me and a whole new place, but, um, yeah, I've, I'm I'm a New York girl. I consider myself a Brooklyn girl, but I'm trying to adapt to the fact that I live in Queens now. (laughs) Well, I, I lived,
0: Queens was my favorite of all the places I lived. And as a 20 something vagabond, that was like my, I claimed Queens as where I would like to live if I ever came back. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, no, but I do remember just generally that it felt difficult to meet actual friends in the city. Like dating yeah. is one thing, but just making new friends. Um, so something like this just seems like an amazing thing for people because isolation mm-hmm. is just so dangerous. And right now we're being forced into it. Um, but before it was still a problem. Um, mm-hmm. So what you're doing is just so amazing. For It's very
1: interesting that you say that because I feel like with games specifically – Um, I think there's, there are a lot of people who are socially awkward who play board games. Oh, yeah. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. I don't consider myself socially awkward at all, but I go to a lot of board game conventions and I go to a lot of meetups and whatever. And there are a lot of socially awkward people who go to these things because it's, it's a way to connect with other people, in in doing something that you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I think that most gamers are aware of it and are totally cool with it. You know what I mean? Like no one looks at people in any weird kind of way Mm -hmm. if you're a gamer because you're you're connecting through something that we all love. And it doesn't matter if you're shy and it doesn't matter if you're a little like, you know, quote unquote weird. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good. You know, it's like. It's perfectly fine because we're just playing a game and it's a lot of fun and that's it. That's
0: awesome. Know? It's funny because my – obviously as a child I played Candyland and things like that. But I think I, I gave board games a bad rap because the the ones that my friends and the family, people around me like to play were really – strategic like risk and mm-hmm. there was one about e- economics and b- starting a business that was really involved mm-hmm. and so I, f- I feel like those were the games my friends like to play and so i just didn't like to play board games but i feel like there are so many different kinds out there, there now so many, there
1: are so many for sure <laughs> maybe there always were there's and i just didn't know there's almost like different categories of games like i those kind of games um, are not my favorite i personally i personally like games that i forgot what they call the games that i like um i guess they are strategic games but they're not what you are talking about they're not like those games are extremely involved yeah. the ones that you're talking about i know the game that you're talking about with the economics you do it's an older game yeah. but it's a very popular game i can't remember the yeah, name i can't either <laughs> we actually like i went to the board game convention in February and I brought my husband with me um, for the first time and he played that game and he loved it. <laughs> he loved it He forced me to play it with him. So I played it and I didn't like it that much, but he loved it. And he's not a board game person at all. Yeah. So it really depends on what, what you like, you know, like he's like a, a math kind of geek. So like, I think like the numbers and all of that, like kind of appeal to him on some level, you know, I'm more about colors.
0: <laughs> oh, like, like, what? Color. like what are it's... your favorite games?
1: I love this game called Splendor. It's a really fun game. Um, it's one that I really, really enjoy. Um, that's one of my favorites. Azul is another one, Sagrada. These are all like, they're kind of strategic games. Um, but they're very pretty. <laughs> they're all very pretty games, and they all are not that difficult to learn. Um, but they're, not, you know, so most people haven't heard of those games. But I feel like if you're if you're a gamer, you know all of those games. That's awesome. You know, yeah, that's funny. Because yeah.
0: I, I I used to think that board games were something that people with specific types of play personalities we're into yeah. but now i'm beginning to realize like um i was introduced to kind of these fantasy type games um where you're uh-huh. where you're playing everyone's on the same team against a common enemy that is a uh-huh. is, depends on they do bad things depending on what card you draw kind of thing and right. i first played it with a little girl that i a friend a daughter of a friend of mine and then i realized there were adult versions of these kinds of things and i thought you know what uh-huh. there are board games for just about any play personality you have Everything yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it's great because i I have had severe social anxiety over the years. and i it does now that I've started opening up to it again, um, it's helping me now in those situations. It's really. It's great because it gives you something to do and it's something to focus on that's not yourself going, Oh no, am I awkward? <laughs> so, right. yeah, that's
1: what I mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, when, when I say when I say that, I, I don't I mean that in a in a good way, you know. Oh that, absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely that in a good way. I feel like, you know, sometimes people just need an outlet. You know, and I think that I think that board games allow people, especially if you're shy and introverted and things like that, that this is a really, really good way to kind of be able to connect with other people in a way that's a little different, you know to actually be around people.
0: Yes. Right? Yes. And and now, especially, we so need that. And, and my husband and I wa- jumped on a couple of Zoom parties with friends. And we just kind of mm-hmm. looked at each other at the end, like, well, we didn't actually really get to talk to anyone. And so we just haven't been joining anything. And then so for a couple okay. of weeks, we haven't really had that much input from anyone. Because it's just we can say hi, and nobody has anything new to share. But this got me excited. Like the idea of like yesterday, I wanted to jump on to one of them. Um, but there are so many different options and ways to do it there's there's your scavenger did, did I see there's a scavenger hunt on there as well
1: yeah so it's interesting I have two different scavenger hunts right mm-hmm. now that I'm trying to promote and one of them is going doing okay and the other one isn't and I'm confused as to why it's so weird like <laughs> the whole business aspect of it you just never yeah. know yeah so we do a, a live scavenger hunt mm-hmm. every Monday where we literally just list off 40 items that people have to run around their house trying to find within 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a very, just silly, fun things that, you know, I mean, very random. It'll be like, find me the two of spades. You have 30 seconds. Go, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like that kind of thing. Or like, get me a spatula, you know, or, um, you know, something orange, whatever you know things like that so so people are running around their house literally they have 30 seconds to come back and if they can't if they know that they don't have something we give them the option to draw it and get less points oh so um you know so we have that option (laughs) um so we have that scavenger hunt and that's that's live and that's weekly and then we have this other thing which is i don't know i think (laughs) it's fun but no one seems to be wanting to do it um So my business was doing scavenger hunts outside with themes, Mm -hmm. right? So, for example, we have like an 80s scavenger hunt or we have like a Game of Thrones scavenger hunt or we have a Harry Potter scavenger hunt, things like that. And so I still have all of these. But the way that these work is like you kind of play against your friends whenever you want. It's like a one hour thing. You scan a code and then everyone has an hour to get as much as they can in the hour. But you don't have to play it at the same time because I could score from the back end. So oh. when you're done, you let me know. So I had one friend who did it for her birthday. She sent it out to 15 of her friends and said, you have three weeks. Get it done when you want. It's one hour. And then she gave me the date that she wanted it done by. And then I scored everybody. I sent her the scores and they had a Zoom party and talked about it. That's awesome. But no one's signing up for these. So, Interesting. Well, I noticed so you have some
0: live and some virtual. Right. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so that's a virtual. That's,
1: that's a virtual okay. one because that one is not live. That one is like... At your own leisure, you know, whenever you want to do it. Okay. You know, you can do it by yourself. You could do it against 15 people if you want, or you could do it by yourself, or you could do it just you and your husband, or you and your kid. Huh.
0: Oh, so you can just choose. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Well, if anybody's interested in that, you know. There you definitely,
1: Hogo events. There you go. events. Uh, thank you. Um, I'll yeah. definitely be
0: putting all the links on the show notes. Splendor Azul, and I'm really excited about these other games with pretty colors.
1: <laughs> Sagrada with the other one? Sagrada. S A G R I D A. My
0: mother's a quilter, and she loves. She's a colors person, so I'm going to suggest these uh-huh. to her for my her and my
1: dad. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I mean, the thing the thing that's really doing well for us are our music events. So we have a jukebox bingo on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And we have um name that tune on Fridays. Oh. And name that tune is with an actual pianist that i that I'm working oh, with. Oh cool. So he plays, he plays 25 songs, and you have to jump, you have to buzz in with the chat box and you know, name that tune. Um so that one has been really popular and the jukebox bingo has been extremely popular. Those are the two that are doing the best yeah. um, are those. Those usually sell out, which is nice. Um, we do a lot of corporate stuff for that still mm-hmm. and um, birthday parties and things like that. So that's been our biggest seller, I guess. Um, and the reason I've been doing a lot of these events to begin with is because I don't want to lose my staff. Yeah. So, um, so I'm not I mean, I was charging a lot more money for this, obviously, back in back in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm charging very, very little for two reasons one mostly that people don't have money and i don't want to gouge people you know and no one's going to pay 40 or 50 dollars the way they did in the past Mm -hmm. you know um and you know and two i just i want people to still have like access to fun Mm -hmm. yeah you know and so to me like it's interesting because i do have some people who are like well you should charge you shouldn't charge and i'm like if you can't pay just let me know and i'll let you come yeah you know what i mean like I have to try and make some money so mm-hmm. that I can keep my staff working. Yeah, and, absolutely. Know, that when it's over, I still have a staff,
0: yeah. you know? Yeah. And I just think it's, I, I was surprised when I saw the price and I was like, whoa, that's so affordable. I could do this every week. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I was just, yeah, it really made me, it was humbling. Like, wow, you've brought this whole business out to everybody and mm-hmm. people need it right now, probably more than ever. Cause it's not only fun, it's connection, um, so, yeah, this is this is really great.
1: Thanks, yeah, it's good. It's good that you recognize that because that that's really why I'm doing it more. I mean, I'm not making really much money on this at no, all. Yeah. Like I said, I get, whatever money I make, I give to my staff pretty much. Mm-hmm. If they're wanting it, they get paid you know so well it's more
0: about that i can't wait i can't wait till we can all be hugging again but in the meantime okay. hopefully if there is a way to do social distancing versions of these events soon um i really hope you are able to get back to that but um in the meantime thank you for
1: making this available <laughs> out here in the world of course of course it's fun for me yeah i like I went on this crazy trip um, in uh, October. I turned fifty, Yay. and I went on this trip to um, Europe. Mm-hmm. I it was really interesting because I posted something online where I was like, "Okay, people, I'm never getting married. I never, you know, I never had a wedding. I'm never having kids. Give me money. I want to go to Europe." <laughs> and everyone gave me money, and I went to Europe. And I had this like awakening while I was there, and I realized that the thing that brings me joy. This is what I learned while I was on this trip. Mm-hmm is giving joy to other people. Ugh. So this was my big my big uh revelation. Nice. And then crazily I come home 2 months later I meet my husband and I get married. <laughs> so it's like I was like I swear to god I didn't plan yep. this. It's just kind of happened yep. I swear <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but anyway, so my big revelation when I went to Europe was that I found out that my joy is giving other people oh. joy. That's what gives me pleasure. That's amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Wow.
0: Thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful little chat and I just I can't wait to uh to link out there to everyone Pogo events um and hopefully see playground links um that's what I call them. I've never actually used that word in the podcast before. <laughs> but I hope that we're all out there together um um take playing the games and next week i will not get my time zones mixed up and i will be there for the jukebox Yeah,
1: don't worry about it just get get rid of that card that, you, that we gave you and i'll just put you on the okay. list and we'll you'll you'll come next week okay we'll send you out a new card. awesome so don't go and buy another ticket you're oh, all set you got a credit thank you so much
0: well thank you for this conversation and have a wonderful week you too thanks Karen. has live events scheduled on specific days and virtual events that happen whenever it works best for you. Just go to pogoevents.com. You'll find the link in today's show notes, playgrounding.com 48. Now here's Stacey Newman-Weldon with tip number two from her Finding Fun Playbook to help you develop your adventure mindset. ABC, always be
1: curious.
2: A way to help you open your mind to new things is to always ask questions. And a lot of times when we're younger, we are, um, taught not to ask questions. In fact, culturally speaking, I I write about this culturally speaking, when a child asks a lot of questions, adults tend to excuse them away as being quote unquote too much. And the child learns to stop asking about what makes them curious, So, it's one of those things like going back and being open to all those questions that you had like as a kid and you learned to shut down because a was foolish or don't be so stupid. You get shamed that type of thing and, and allow yourself to just keep asking all the questions. And of course now it's much easier because we have all these search engines that can give you all sorts of answers, True. but it's it also can turn into a great adventure trying to find the answer on your own, like going out into the wilds. Um, I give the, the, the example where I was a kid, I wanted to know where the color blue came from (laughs) and adults looked at me and basically stared me into silence, you know? And so I allowed that question to come back and it led into whole, whole, you know, lots of different adventures. And part of it was like one time I went to, Uh, in New York city, a place called the Cloisters and they had a medieval garden and they were growing plants that were used in dyes to make one of the tapestries, one of the famous tapestries. And so in that tapestry were blue dyes. And I was like, Oh my God, I get to find out what plant makes blue. (laughs) And so I, uh, I learned it was what they used was a plant called Woad, W O A D, which, you know, I was like, well, that's weird. But (laughs) there it was growing in New York city really and then um uh, uh, and then fast forward a few years i was going down another rabbit hole discovering my ancestry mm-hmm. and i was in a garden at a colonial house in new england in connecticut and they also had plants for what the um early puritans and Pil- pilgrims used for making color and they had a different plant called, uh, basically called wild indigo. Mm -hmm. I I can't remember the Latin name for it, but I was like, Oh, indigo, wait, that's the color of jeans. You know, it just (laughs) like, Oh, this makes sense. You know? Uh, And, and, but, but because I could physically see it, and I could touch the plant and smell the flower and see what it looked like, it made so much more sense to me and answered so many other questions that I didn't know I had. Um, and so you become, you know, you learn these things. So I don't necessarily always know where these things are going to lead me. Mm -mm. Um, and sometimes it's just satisfying learning that in the first place. And that's the fun part is
0: you don't have to actually be led anywhere, but you
2: also may end up somewhere you never imagined. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes it's, it's, um, you know, sparking your curiosity can also help you, lead you to finding your own passions i mean that's kind of what the, the ebook is about is finding fun mm-hmm. and if you keep asking questions like do i like this or don't i that's a good question to ask it's like when you're doing something is it something you really enjoy or yeah. are you doing it because somebody else likes it always be curious will bring you lots of incredibly interesting answers
0: You can find a link to download Stacy's free ebook in today's show notes, playgrounding.com slash 48. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Next week, we are going to learn an alcohol-free cocktail recipe that would blow away anything your favorite bartenders got up their sleeve, alcohol or no. Leslie Foster is the mixologist and he's also an amazing visual artist, a visionary. He's been my inspiration for years. He also officiated my wedding no biggie. You're not going to want to miss it. See you next week.